Hello and welcome to the PC Gamer UK podcast. My name is Sam Roberts and I'm joined by... Phil Savage. Andy Kelly. Uh, we're going to talk about computer games. That's the thing that we do on this podcast. That's how um, we meet. Hopefully you're enjoying the uh, the podcast so far. I think we've been doing it for like four months now, which is crazy. Like 18 my, episodes. It's pretty, or 17, oh, something like 17. that. 17. But it's amazing because my, la- my usual lack of commitment means that the podcast would normally have fallen apart by now and I would have lost all faith in it. However, I, I am I listened it. to last episode. It was the first time I've ever listened to one for all the way through. It was fine. It was, it was fine, yeah. It was pretty good. We were worried we talked about pizza too much on that one. So we probably gonna, did. We're not going to talk about pizza at all on this Slightly one. Slightly incoherent, but... Um, this time we're just going to talk about some uh, new games and some older ones. In fact, mostly older ones today. Mm. I say old. It could be like a game from, say, April last year or a little bit further back. But yeah, we're just going to wrap. We're just going to chat about There's it. There's not much going on in the way of new games at the moment. We already talked about Inside, although Sam is going to so talk about Inside again. Sam's got some follow-up for thoughts, I think. Yeah, I guess I'll, ju- I'll jump into that a little bit. I don't want to talk about that for too long, because we did. Andy discussed it at length last week and was very uh, comprehensive about it, I think. Um, but yeah, I played it, and I think I enjoyed it slightly more than Andy. This <laughs> is the uh, 2D platformer from Playdead, the creators of Limbo, and uh, it's set in this kind of weird, messed-up world where, yeah, there's some... Uh, So if you're now if you're now hearing a sort of slow hum in the background, that's because the air conditioning has come on. We can, we can edit this out. We can't. We, we can't noise yeah. cancel it now. We'll though. just we'll just deal with it. We'll just roll yeah. with it. Yeah. Okay. Just, no okay, edits. Great. Andy's quite lazy at editing this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for fair good enough. reason. Straight into inside then uh, again where I was before. Yeah. The uh, it says two D platformer with some like puzzle elements, like uh, not particularly heavy puzzle elements, and I found like that the the, uh, the kind of the creativity behind each puzzle had a hit rate of about 75% good puzzles, yeah. I think. And that's there were some, good. yeah, it's not bad at all. And it's probably about what the witness has got, really. And yeah. that's just puzzles. And I think it's got the some of the best underwater sections in any game. Like, um, uh-huh. I, I, you weren't that keen on those. No, they were, they were um, my least favorite bit. I, th- I thought the submersible section in particular just went on slightly too long. I really like the way that it kind of, um, the way that it moved and how you could get out any time and how you could ram through yeah, stuff. I, I did like, like yeah, that ramming thing's very satisfying, mm. isn't it, when you sort of smash stuff apart. Es- but especially because just... you're bored of platform interactions by that point, I think, and you're yeah. for something new. Then they, after that whole submersible section, then they throw more swimming at you when, with the weird sort of physics-defying uh, up sky water and yeah. stuff. Yeah, but like I, th- I thought there was too much damn swimming in it. Okay. In general, but you know, I just don't really like swimming in games generally. That's I think because the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game on the NES had the worst <laughs> swimming section of all time. And anyone you've been who traumatized played, forever. Yeah, anyone who played it will remember that the bomb defusal underwater stuff. I think ever since that, I I've, think, yeah, for me it was Echo the Dolphin and the Sonic the Hedgehog yes. underwater sections. Oh, oh the, yeah, that panic. Fucking, yeah, the, the, the noise and the yeah, just scared of all water now. Yeah, I can't, I can't go near fluids anymore. <laughs> Yeah, those water sections were, and, and the chemical plant zone in Sonic Two were a Ooh. bloody nightmare. They were they were slightly messed up. Like it was the music that kicked in, and then like the way his animation when he drowned, like it was quite yeah, it was harrowing. Yeah, apparently you know that you know some generations had to deal with like you know Wars Vietnam, and, yeah. and us we had Sonic 2's drowning water sections. You know, yeah, yeah, like we had it tough too. You know, like uh, <laughs> we're sort of yeah. We sort of have harrowing flashbacks as Aaron a G string plays, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, it's it's it's. I suppose it is a bit scarier than those games. But you're an adult now, so you can deal with it a bit more. Although maybe people actually not so scarier than Echo the Dolphin, which is a really messed up game. It's pretty fucked up. I'm glad we can talk about all this now because they're all on PC. So yeah, that's true. Oh, they are yeah. super in our remit. Yeah, that's it. And um, 
Yeah, so uh, but there's a, there's a bit in inside where like uh, this underwater creature chases you, and that was my favourite bit of the game. Like I thought that was genuinely really scary and well done. Like um, it perhaps repeats itself slightly too much because you have to work out how to get past this thing. But the idea is that you disturb the surface of water to get it to swim to certain yeah. places, and I th- and then as it gets closer, the, there's like these strings that kind of kick in as it as yeah. uh, it's about to grab you. It's very it's quite it's like a sort of small naked child with long flowing black hair it's yeah, like very a weird mermaid-ish thing yeah it's like bizarre, a yeah. nightmare-ish mermaid and when it grabs your leg and sort of pulls you down out of the, the murk that's genuinely quite yeah scary isn't it it is yeah so but, I thought all that was really effective but yeah, um, yeah. It, but, sort of, did you not feel like it repeated like you know that sort of pneumatic uh, crate that shoots into the air puzzle I felt no, like it used that, that pneumatic crate too many times. I like, why they, is that there? Why are there so many of them? They found some really creative ways to use that because you, you, had, you had to think about, well, how can I get this crate to go higher than it already yeah, goes? And yeah, because some of them would be held back by the weight of you, so you had to figure out how to shoot them and they then got on them and stuff. But I thought, it just felt like it was like, oh, another pneumatic crate. And it's only five hours long, and when you feel like puzzles are repeating in such a short game, I think that's a, a bit of a an issue there's only one puzzle I actually hated in the game and that's one where you have to gather loads of dudes enough dudes to 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 get onto this thing that yeah. will open up a door if you've played the game you know what I mean I'm trying not to spoil too it's much it's like um, uh, Oddworld-esque wasn't it it was yeah, like Abe's bit. Odyssey type there, puzzle there is an element in the game where like Andy said last week we control NPCs and yeah but like um, uh, but then um, the, I, I felt similar to Andy about Inside I think I liked it slightly more but I did feel not let down by the ending, but it had been overhyped. Like yeah. people were talking about it, like it's uh, like the, the the whole it's going to bust your world wide open, and it's just an unusual thing that happens yeah. uh, without spoiling what it is, because you should experience it for yourself. And I kind of felt like fifteen pounds was probably slightly yeah. too much for it. Like maybe eleven ninety nine would have been spot on. I don't know. Like you play it for four hours and you're never going to play it again. Um, but the thing you said about how you didn't feel that attached to it, I think you're, you're deliberately meant to feel detached from the whole thing. Like um, I don't think you're meant to be emotionally invested. It's a very cold world. Yeah. I think it's meant to leave you feeling cold. You know? But shoot, but even it is like a really cold sort of dystopian, eerie setting. But you'd think that you were supposed to have some amount of connection to the boy that mm. you're controlling, whereas I felt, weirdly felt nothing for him, and I'm, I'm quite easily sort of attached to game characters, and I didn't really care about him. I don't know why. Maybe it just I had no context for what he was doing or where he was going. But I, I, so I think I would have... I, I love the fact that the world is so detached. You know, that's cool, but I would have liked to feel something about the protagonist. What I like, Andy, is that you've gone from playing that to Pokemon Go, like, uh, like <laughs> yeah. the difference is just you know astronomical. You know, I like you know I like contrasts. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly brings that. Okay, I went well too much on inside then, but like uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's that's good that it's that. it's ignited some discussion. Yeah, I think it, I think I think it's it's very good, but I think if you can get it for slightly less, probably do. Yeah. Like, what would you say was like eight quid? Yeah, I'd say like ten or twelve. Like fifteen yeah. is just slightly too steep. I think like you, can, you can do it in less than four hours as well, and yeah. then it's just gone, and you and won't play it again. I don't know. It's so designed around surprises and traps that knowing about all them sort of totally diminishes any replay value for me. Yeah, and it looks it certainly looks amazing. The sound design is incredible. Like it's yeah. just the animation yeah. is just some of the best animation I've ever seen. Like really quite incredible. In yeah, places. So, so I do feel bad about dissing it a little bit, yeah. but like uh, it's a great bit of art and not a great game. That's my sort of takeaway from it. Yeah, piece of game is Tom Senior isn't here right now, but he feels the same. So you yeah, know, yeah. A, a, to play devil's advocate slightly is is fifteen pounds not a f- 
fair amount for a great bit of art. Yeah, that's are we the not thing. being a bit too yeah. by, by trying to create a, a, a time to value judgment there? Yeah. I, you might be right. I mean, I paid ten pounds to see Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. <laughs> yeah, and that was a bad investment. That's, that was not a great piece of art. And that yeah. was that was that that was two and a half hours. Yeah. Which, if you're measuring it time to money then that's pretty good value i guess but you know yeah it's it's, it's a bit of a murky waters of money versus yeah, like i don't know it seems yeah. our value propositions are very much based around the specific genres and they never cross out so you never compare like the value of a game to the value of a film or yeah. to the value of say a, 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 pint. a circular disc of bread and <laughs> cheese <laughs> Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. know what you don't know what you're getting out of there. No, I mean, yeah. I could be referring to anything. <laughs> Never heard of it. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Actually, Phil, that's that is probably a, a dumb one. In fact, I've brought that to this podcast. We never used to talk about price before. I start talking about it, so I, I yeah. vow not to talk about it again unless they release like a sequel to Inside that costs sixty quid. Then we it, might raise it. Again. Yeah, it might be worth raising um, an eyebrow. It's an interesting game. If you like, if you love Limbo, you should probably play it no matter what. That's uh, that's uh, that, we'll leave it there. I think. Hmm. Um, okay, cool. Andy, you told me cryptically before this podcast. You've been playing some old games this week yeah. and I didn't write down what they are so what are those old games well there's yeah there's nothing really I mean they're reviewed inside and there's nothing new at the moment I'm basically just killing time until No Man's Sky comes out mm. which is out in like a month now or less yeah yeah, yeah um, so I thought I'd do that thing where you know those games you get in the Humble Bundles or buying Steam sales and never play I thought I'd dig one of them out and so I played uh, Metro Last Light Redux. Yeah, and I, I played the original and didn't finish it. I found it a bit boring. Right. Um, mm. I loved the uh, bits where you walk around the sort of um, shanty towns, and but I found between and some of the surface stuff was great. But I found there was a lot of sort of quiet, boring stealth in dark tunnels. Okay. Um, I didn't think this, there was much to the stealth, and so I sort of got bored of it. So I thought, you know, I didn't play Last Light, but then I just felt the urge for a bit of grim post-apocalyptic tunnel action it is a, it is a beautiful looking game like, yeah you know, like, uh, and I think it's, it's much better it's so much better paced it's actually one of the best paced sort of FPS single players I've played in I a thought, while uh, Metro 2033 was pretty well paced to be honest yeah. I think that's one of the things that because I haven't played Last Light so I don't have that to compare it to but I think it, 2033 originally released at a time when I think like proper pacing and variety and staging your game in a, a very kind of flowing naturalistic way was was a sort of a lost art for a bit mm. uh, and yeah that that came I mean obviously it's nowhere quite near the quality of Half-Life but it sort of it kind of invoked that spirit more mm. than most first person shooters yeah I, I felt just some sections went on slightly too long and I, I quite like lost the stealth interest, in it though so yeah. I guess that that helps yeah. but this in Last Light each chapter is weirdly shot but not in a way mm. that feels too shot mm. I mean it's just like a nicely judged like here's a, a beautiful location here's an interesting thing that happens in it, an ambush or a bit of stealth or whatever and it just kicks you to the next bit like it's you feel like it's got a real sense of journey because you are essentially travelling yeah. through the metro system to get to various places and it, it just feels like that each stop along the way is just perfectly judged yeah, and I, yeah and I've, I've not been bored in it once yeah I, I think it's a very well paced game like um, is it the bit there's a bit with the, an airplane on the surface at the yeah beginning? that's the bit where I got to and I went oh yeah I, I like this now like yeah. We, yeah you go to the surface and you emerge and, and it's quite interesting because like winter is ending and so there's like rain and a bit of like greenery sprout and like so the guy who you're with sort of says you know when was the last time you seen rain it's that kind of thing mm. that something's happening on the surface that maybe things aren't as bleak as you know in, in 2033 yeah. and then you see like a 
yeah, plane crash and it's like a whole jet sort of strewn around the area and you go inside and it's really like harrowing when you see all the um, people like still you know seat belted in the seats yeah uh, and now, now skeletons because presumably you know a lot of time has passed and it's you get a sort of flashback to the actual plane crashing as you while you when you're in the cockpit and it's like really it's really well done and really evocative and I, I love it. I, re- I really do love that game. Like, um, I I played. I didn't play the original that much, but the second one I played a lot. And like, it had one of my favorite set pieces in a, a recent FPS as well, which is when you're going into one of those towns and you're waiting for like the like a raft thing to come over yeah. to, to get you in, and you have to fend off these creatures with a real finite amount of ammo yeah, yeah. while it's happening, and it's really quite hard. And like, um, you're in this cave-like place I think and then yeah they're just coming at you and like I found that so tense like it yeah, was a, it a really those, clever mix of like sort of survival and you know yeah those ambushes are really good especially when you yeah, you hear that click and one of your old rusty guns and you're like shit I've mm. got no bullets left and you got to sort of scrabble around for more ammo yeah great guns um, there's some the sort of there's some quite dodgy uh, stuff and when you get to the theatre female characters yeah lots of um, wiggling boobs and stuff but it's, yeah it's a bit embarrassing it was a bit dodgy but yeah no, I think it's just the one breaking up the action with those bits where you're just wandering around these sort of towns people have built in you know metro stations is, is really really cool there's a, a great bit where you see an old guy um, with a white sheet up just doing shadow puppets for a lot of kids and I watched oh, yeah. him for ages and he kept doing loads of different animals with his you know and it's, it was just such a I think, I think most people are, you know a lot of people would have just walked by and not really noticed I just thought I'm going to sit and watch this yeah. and he was kept doing new shadow animals for like 10 minutes and the kids were like didn't know what any of them were so then they he started doing him, right? yeah because yeah, they'd never seen them and then he started doing like Monsters, you know, from the game, and they were like, "Oh, look, it's a, you know, it's a demon, you know, the flying ones." I thought that was a really cool bit of world building, where it's like, "Yeah, these kids don't know what a dog is." Oh, I've seen a fucking giraffe. Yeah, or an elephant. <laughs> yeah, but then he starts doing all these horrible monsters, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I, I recognise that." That was a cool bit of like, "What, a, what a shit ass this world is." <laughs> yeah, yeah. When kids don't know what a giraffe is, but they know what a, <laughs> a mutant is. I seem to remember like almost every NPC will interact with you in one of those places as well. I've not played it for like three, over yeah. three years now. There's but tons like, uh, of um, yeah, tons of that stuff. I, I never played the original, so I don't know how much an improvement the Redux is, but it looks pretty damn good. First one, I think, has had quite a big step up, but I, I, I think last, extensive. I think last like more or less looks the same as it did. Um, it wasn't too long after that they re-released them, was it? Yeah, it's like a year after yeah. or something. But um, no, like uh, yeah, I, I actually I really want to go back and play the first. Yeah, one again. I'm thinking I really need to play last. Like I'd sort of forgotten how much I enjoyed 2033. Yeah, until like literally. A few minutes ago, when I had to rush in and defend it a bit, there. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh god, yeah. no, I did like this. I should really play this. Yeah. The creature animations are amazing mm. as well. Like everything looks fantastic. Yeah. And the, the sort of gas mask, um, the way you have to wipe it when there's blood mm. on it and rain on it and stuff, like gives it a really good sense of like yeah, physicality to it. And that's cool. Okay, uh, so yeah. that's uh, that's a that's a good bit. Yeah, of, if it's uh, sitting in your Steam library and yeah. unplayed, it's worth just giving a shot. And if you've got like a, you know, even on my like 970, which amazingly is now an old hat. GTX 970 it runs it, you can't run it on max settings but on pretty much max settings it does look pretty incredible yeah those games scale quite well um, mm. yeah uh, for sure okay cool uh, anything else from the Steam library you've been diving into Andy um, no not re- nothing really that, that interesting I, I, I replayed Techno Babylon which is that Wadger Eye uh, oh yeah, but you weren't game. massively keen on, right? No, that's the one I was. Oh, right. Really? Okay. It was Shardlight that wasn't. I didn't yeah, like I'm much. Mixed up, yeah. um, I think it's 
for me, it's the best Wadja-I adventure I've played. If you like, sort of... Is that one they made themselves, or is it, like, uh, one they yeah, published? Yeah, they made... Okay. I think they, oh, no, no, actually, they didn't make it themselves. It was Shardlight. They made themselves. It's uh, Techno Babylon's made by Technocrat, which is, I think, one person pretty much hmm. designed it. But it's, if you like Blade Runner-y features and uh, police procedurals, it's kind of like a cyberpunk police quest sort of thing with yeah. some really interesting characters and some really good, like... Uh, sort of comments on you know technology and stuff it's a really smart game um if you like old school pointy clicky puzzle games i do remember now that we ran a big piece of art across the spread in one issue of the magazine uh, some time ago um yeah. pretty sure it's for that yeah like, it yeah. might have been on a preview yeah. yeah 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 it's got really nice i mean it's like that classic wadja idle res art but it's really yeah really atmospheric mm. that's cool uh, all right yeah, that's my that's my niche recommendation. <laughs> no, that's good. That's, uh, that's, that's strong, you know. Um, Phil, what have you been playing on PC recently? Uh, I've mostly been playing GTA Online. Yes, I guess that's where uh, what I've also been doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, after a year's break, we went back to GTA and and the heists in particular. Yeah, so um, a year ago, uh, me, Phil, and Tom, and uh, sometime PC Gamer contributor Tom Hatfield did all the heists, well, did one of the heists together. Mm. And it was quite a bit of a bit of hard work phil laid down the money for it he's our gta online dad and he um he bankrolled, bankrolled the whole operation yeah. yeah and like we most of us were amateurs and we only had like pistols to start off with and then by the end of it we had enough money to buy our own apartments and weapons and such and it was it was really good fun mm. but um it took us ages to get back together to do another one because you can't do it with three players or two you need everyone in the room yeah i mean you can invite a rando in but it's you, you do really need that level of communication especially for some of the ones in the in the heist we just completed, which uh, was the... I can't remember what it was called. Something about... There's like a... Ba- uh, well, should, we, should we explain what happens in each mission? So, sure. uh, very quickly, the first mission, you have to steal um, two armoured jeeps from the middle of like a construction site. Yeah. Um, and then you have to make an escape pod. An absolute ton of military vehicles come after you, including two choppers. That was, um, that was really we, hard, but good fun. We originally stopped playing it we, that's the that's the mission we tried absolutely ages ago, probably almost a year if you think about when we did the mission. And we yeah. originally stopped playing it because I think you got so frustrated during it. And at the <laughs> peak of that frustration, Tom Senior went to answer his door uh, in real life, IRL, and never without telling any of us. So it just disappeared for 10 minutes. <laughs> Your annoyance levels, I could just hear in my microphone level them building and building. It was, was like, oh, we're going to have to take a break from <laughs> I, this. I was so angry. I needed a year off the game. Um, but no, we came back to it, and that mission was still an absolute pain still in the a bit of a, yeah. There's definitely some... Uh, Rockstar have always had this with their games. There's definitely some difficulty spikes that they just don't really seem aware of like going probably, back to like GTA it's 3D, such a sandbox you know. and it's, it's, it's one of those missions where you've got to get to a place and the way that they kind of add some friction to that is they just throw cars randomly at you like you think you're clear and then suddenly there's like five cars spawning and they're just making a beeline for you and you've only got and, one turret but like um, yeah well you've got one turret the other cars unarmored and or not unarmored but un, has un- no gun yeah it's got no gun to it and that means that uh if almost anything happens, uh, you're dead. Yeah. 
Yeah, more or less. Um, yeah, so it's a bit frustrating on that level, but we cleared that mission eventually, and then it picks up from there. Was the second yeah. one the aircraft carrier one? Yeah, the second one was the aircraft carrier one. I so think it's when we knew, like, oh, that, that's sort of what reminds us all that at its best, this can be properly amazing. Yeah, so, like, if you haven't played GTA Online, they stick an aircraft carrier in the middle of the bay um, in Los Santos, and you drive out there on a boat, and it's lit up with, like, rainbow colours, so, and it's, it's gorgeous. At night, it looks amazing. Yeah, you just... And you just... The build-up going towards it is, like, proper kind of like there's like a Michael Mann movie vibe to it. you're riding there in a dinghy shit's gonna get and fucked then up. sort of just as you get to another bit like one, <clears> one of the fighter jets just takes off like near you and you just see it flying off and you're like holy shit so that's just is... part that only appears if you're on the heist mission yeah I think yeah. so yeah which is a shame because they should stick it in single player just there definitely yeah. an aircraft carrier there, but yeah, but, um, yeah it's, it's, it's really cool like so um, yeah we went you go out there you go on you get onto this ship and you shoot your way through it then one of you has to steal this like prototype jet from the the surface, and the other three of you have to get into jets and defend the prototype jet from like incoming military jets from <laughs> yeah. all directions. And it is it was it was really really cool. Um, it was it was a tough shootout to get up there, but once we took off into the sky. I immediately crashed my plane into the sea yeah. because I'm because my t- because I'm, I'm the light sun was on my TV and I couldn't tell where the sea and the night was. So I thought, oh okay, better head closer towards the 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 night sky, and I was actually going towards the ocean. <laughs> Um, but then I got another plane and like I managed to take out one of the military jets. But I think Tom Senior took out a whole load of them. Uh, Tom like, uh, took out two at a fairly clutch <laughs> moment. I had to I had to do a few myself because I was like, where is everyone? Maverick yeah. Tom Senior. Yeah, but it was so like dramatic and fun because most people there hadn't flown aircraft in the military aircraft in GTA before and they feel amazing in mm. GTA 5 like they're really using a machine gun is still impossible but just using the rockets and flying around like if those those things feel incredible they take off really quickly and that, yeah I mean I'd have been completely screwed if that if my jet I, I got into the experimental one if that hadn't been VTOL I'd have been in a lot of trouble because my back wing was blown off so I couldn't steer in any way it was very tense but then we all then you'll bad times then you'll go to Trevor's um, uh, like desert uh, air, air, yeah. air base in the, uh, at the end of the mission and we all touched down and it was a beautiful moment what happens in t- and the one after that I can't remember that was uh, that was the hot bullshit one uh, where the sniping one the stealth section yes you have to snipe through like a, a military base without or like raising a, an alarm yeah, yeah without raising alarm and like everything triggers an alarm pretty much if anyone sees a dead body the mission's yeah. if over they see, well no if yeah. they see a dead body you've probably got 10 seconds to deal with them before the alarm's raised so you, you do get that time to murder them up but yeah so I, I, I didn't think that one was very good I but yeah actually like that one quite a lot I think um, I think it's just the instant fail thing I thought was bad the, like, I mean was, we had to know. repeat it a lot but like the upside was but when we actually did the proper run that where we got to the end that was great yeah it felt great there's those moments where there's like two guards next to each other so you've got to coordinate so you oh, snipe yeah. them at the exact same time like, so you do a countdown and then they both go. Yeah, yeah exactly and that just feels great um yeah yeah yeah, that's true. Actually, there, there was there was an element of that once we got our heads around how it actually works, and that was good. And mm. then, um, but then the finale was was really cool, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it, it was really cool. And yet, all we really did was hover in the air and shoot things while uh, the two Toms basically did it for us. Yeah, you go back to the same base where you do the sniping mission. The idea is you you basically park like an EMP blast in inside the the place. Mm. Then you leave and you come back. Shut the EMP goes off, and then like you raid it. And we didn't see what happened to them. But I, I basically got in the chopper, um, hovering over the base while Phil manned the turret, and then we just had to fend off like 
choppers and like um, vehicles coming down the road and like foot soldiers. It's so I, I so really cool. like the way that this is the second heist finale where they've done this. So they they split you off into two teams, and one's got like quite an involved job, and the other have got. It's like the single player. It's, isn't us- it? it's usually like yeah, one one team is there actually going into the base, shooting a load of people, and getting the thing, and the other team are responsible for the getaway essentially, and protect yeah protection and yeah run, running interference and that sort of thing. But it was but yeah. it's really nice because obviously you're talking over. Skype or whatever comms thing you're using uh, and you can sort of hear both teams trying to coordinate with each other and there's sort of the cross talk there so there's a moment where they're going on about you know their escape through the tunnel they have to swim through a long tunnel and they go this tunnel goes on forever and it's, it's like, like you know, it's alright you've got I think we've got enough rebreathers to get through it and it's <laughs> like okay uh, there's some cars over there let's shoot them did everyone bring enough snacks <laughs> yeah because you need snacks in GTA you online do. just to keep replenish your health but um yeah, it was really, really cool. And then I think, didn't I have to pick everyone up in the helicopter on a, on a, on a beach? And that was precarious. That was pretty precarious. But yeah. I, did, I did manage it, and we took off and into the sunset, and we made a ton of cash. Then, like, um, it cuts to, obviously, being in a strip club, because GTA 5 and everyone, like, toast. Yeah! yeah. Well, it's done. <laughs> it, was, it was really, <laughs> it was really, really good. And I, but I am looking forward to having them all done, because um, I don't yeah. like the idea that there's, like, some really classy, uh, like, missions in GTA 5 I've never seen before yeah. so like I'm just trying to run through them now basically but um, yeah. I've only done yeah. the first most basic heist with former PC gamer man Owen Hill mm. um, and it was really basic it was that bank yeah, robbery that one uh, um, I don't think you've done that one no I'm going to yeah. do that one it's more, almost uh, like a tutorial one it felt like almost um, I think it is yeah yeah, but it was still, it, it it's still fun is, though. Yeah. Um, um, but it was cool seeing the two avat- um, or two avatars at the end toasting in the pub, yeah, like, and then getting lots of, lots um, of money. That's yeah. cool. Once you get up to four people, like there's a lot of setup permissions, there's a lot of coordination. It's really good. It's re- they're really well designed, and yeah, there are difficulty spikes and occasional sort of bits of bullshit that you sort of get with Rockstar yeah. mission design sometimes. But it's really cool. It, yeah. It's definitely uh, made me kind of yearn for uh, a, a new Rockstar open world game, though. Like yeah. it's now yeah. been three years since they made one, and um, it's still yeah. pretty. I mean, I've just gone back to GTA actually single player just to mop because uh, I sort of I finished it when it came out on consoles originally. And I've yeah, just gone back to finish it on PC, and I, I dove into online my lunch break the other day and tried the new cunning stunts. DLC, which is a what very is there a euphemism there? I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know what I mean, they're getting at there. A rockstar yeah. subtlety with the stuff, yeah. I just goes over my head. Yeah. But it was, um, it so was actually quite pretty cool. Um, these, yeah, no, it's good. These massive, like, sort of corkscrews, corkscrews going twisting they're around skyscrapers, completely wow. abstract, yeah. like uh, jumps and road surfaces, Busters, and corkscrews, like, and yeah. they just wind over and under and around the city yes. in really inventive ways. That's, That's so really, cool. Yeah. The majority of them now are current. The, the ones you'll see are mostly Rockstar created, but as it yeah. goes on, there'll be some no doubt in like it, it's almost like those um, Trackmania games, yeah, and in, in the way that they build them. It reminds me of kind of uh, the sort of big twisting tunnel uh, pipes that you go through, and it's all a bit like FC or almost. You're sort of hitting boost pads and going yeah. upside down. And that sounds great. Yeah, yeah it's no, it's real it's it, with GTA's handling. Does it work as a racing game? I thought I thought it was all right. I mean, they've they've added new like stock cars and mm. um, uh, new clothes and stuff you can wear, like sort of um, stuntman type. 
garb and yeah it's it's, it's like a, it's, it's mostly pretty, fine uh it does let like other players be a dick because like the problem yeah. isn't so much when you're racing it's when someone nudges you and you start spinning out and recovering yeah. from that can be a real nightmare does, especially if you fall off there's a lot of them with no barriers so you yeah, just fall you off can the track fall off and that's yeah. you've got to respawn and it puts you behind so much yeah. and you're like oh it's good though I've and, not and some on... people in the community get really annoyed about that they're like they're swearing at anybody who even so much yeah. as nudges them but you uh, at the end of the day you've got to accept you're it's playing GTA, GTA you're it's still weird that I'm, this isn't Project yeah, cars. Yeah, it's weird that the the mixed message you get from that game where I was just um, pissing about the other day and um, I killed a guy who was idle because I'm terrible. Yeah. And he was stood next to his custom car, so of course I blew up his custom car and it, the game told me off. It went, watch your behavior. Right. So it said, like, play nicely. That was another player's custom car. It's like, it's GTA. Surely, that, surely not doing that would not be in the spirit of the game. But it has that mental thing where if you kill a lot of people and blow up a lot of people's possessions, you become more of a target. Yeah. It's that mental state thing. But it was just weird that the game telling me off for, for doing the most GTA thing the I could which was thing sort of makes yeah. sense it's just like hey here's, here's a dick in yeah. this game yeah I actually I like that him. Like, I can see fine. why that's there but just the car thing was like it was just yeah. weird seeing a message flashing up in a GTA game saying you know play nice it's like playing play you should have got it in short, mate. GTA <laughs> that's thing. the yeah. I do find I do find the open world stuff in that game a bit weird like in, in the online like specifically it's very it's like it clearly didn't launch with much outside of the actual missions and the custom stuff. There's not much to do in the open world itself, and they've tried to add over like the months and years for things to do. I quite like those challenges around. actually, where it just says right, everyone get in a plane, and the person that you know that's flies fine low, the trigger, longest, but like yeah, like a lot of the time it's very kind of unmoored and it feels quite scattershot like there's not like you can go and rob stores and that feels completely different to now everyone get in a helicopter and try and do a parachute challenge and then there's like oh and now there's the CEO stuff that they've added where you've got to defend some barrels or oh the crates. yacht thing was uh, have you done the yacht thing yet I don't think I've done the yacht thing um, yet that happened, yeah I've never seen that before and it just said um, an, an icon appeared in the map saying there's a yacht at, you know at mm. sea near the beach um, attack it and the player who owns the yacht defends it and it was kind of cool that everyone on the map suddenly dropped everything and started flying out to this yacht and, like, there was a guy on it with a rocket launcher like blowing us out of the sky and it was just a totally unscripted just appeared in the world thing and I, I got on the yacht eventually and had a, like a shootout with him and it was it was really fun because I've, you know, I've left a gap of like two maybe a year and a half between playing GTA Online so suddenly it's just so much more full of stuff yeah, 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 it's full yeah. of stuff. It's where, like, they, it's where they're putting their energies now, right? You know, that's yeah. that's yeah. There's probably a bunch of stuff to do there now. There, there is stuff, but it's like because it's all triggered like fairly randomly and inconsistently. I just find it a very sort of inconsistent, strange experience. Like you have moments where really cool things happen, but also a lot of the time there's not a lot to do. And it's like because it's been added in separate updates over the months, it just feels really inconsistent with it. What about um, the single player mission stuff that you can? Well, not single player, but missions you. Can can do within GTA Online. You've been doing that, Phil. Yeah, I've been doing some of those. Um, What's that? So, uh, like, there the, there's a job type titled missions, and some of them come with cutscenes and a full oh. thing. Like, there's a path that you go through with um, Franklin's, yeah, Lamar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm doing some of his stuff now, and yeah, actually, they're really good. They're, they're like, they're not as uh, involved as any of the high stuff, but they are just typical GTA missions. And you, you know, can do them solo. Uh, you can't do them solo, no. Uh, that's been 
the problem for me I've found is that the matchmaking is a bit of a pain in the ass. I don't want to really team up with the people on GTA Online are, you know, by virtue of the game being about causing mischief are quite unpleasant. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've never met anyone I mean, nice on that. There's a lot of unpleasant people. There's a lot of people who just quit for, like, if anything goes that, not, if that doesn't go their way, they'll just quit instantly yeah. and just screw you. You know, you've got to go through everything again you've got to load up the matchmaking you've got to watch the cutscene you've got to and it's like everything takes longer than it should I sort of that game was always going to foster a kind of community of people you know bastards the, bastards the, yeah <laughs> well, it's true to the game I guess but it's this it's quite an unpleasant uh, social experience playing yeah it. it's why it's why I've kind of avoided that so well, far well you definitely and, have to yeah. bring in friends to do it like yeah. it's yeah. worth just getting some friends going through a playlist of missions and I think that would be do what I do after the heist Phil is team up with you and um, yeah. Hatfield and blast we'll, through that stuff we'll get through some of that yeah. that would be fine yeah um, because yeah okay. GTA online players are awful people <laughs> All right, then. Most, mostly mostly yeah apart from the nice ones yeah. who I never get matched with <laughs> Okay, so um, to wrap up the show then, Phil, you've been playing uh, Team Fortress 2 again because they've made yeah. some fairly substantial updates. So TF2 it, right? has released a big competitive mode op- update. Uh, it's probably quite timely that it's come out now. Overwatch has become huge. Uh, it does a lot of the same things. It turns the what was called the quick play menu, um, which was a sort of very uh, light-touch matchmaking system, uh, that basically just found you an official server to bump, dump you in. That's now a proper, it's called casual mode, and you queue up, and it makes sure that you're in with a group of people in a 12 versus 12 match, and that you go in at the start of the match rather than just jump into a server at whatever point it's in and try and try and figure out as you go along. Um, which is laudable in theory. Uh, they, they've also added a proper competitive 6v6 competitive mode. Uh, I haven't touched that because the idea of competitive mode FPS stuff just makes me wither away and in fear and self-loathing. <laughs> right, okay. Um, just like I've never played Overwatch competitively, I probably won't play TF2 competitively, right. even though I'm much more competent at that game than I am the other. Um the problem is, and this is the thing the community, this is the thing that Valve themselves have had to react to, uh, that the, the casual mode has come with a whole bunch of issues. Because it's not that it's one option, it's that it's an option that removes the other option. Um, so you can still jump into community servers, but before this update there were Valve official servers, and they worked exactly like community servers, except you knew you were getting a decent rule set, so it would be 12 versus 12 rather than like the 32-player madness free-for-all that a lot of servers like. You'd have proper respawn timers rather than all the community servers that advertises instant respawn, which kind of... I mean, I guess that some people like it, they don't like waiting around to respawn, they want to get straight into the action, but for an objective-based game, it always seems to destroy the flow of it, because there's no real benefit to killing people, because they're instantly back, Right. rather than respawn is a, like a, a respawn timer is a genuine disadvantage that helps you push towards your objective. Yeah. Um, like I, and and community servers come with, with a whole load of like there are community servers that have their own microtransaction things based on people subscribing to that server and getting advantages and getting like their own customization options that specifically apply to that server and there are adverts and there are all sorts of other things which is fair enough it's probably expensive to run like a popular community server and you know there should be sort of recourse to letting the community fund and keep that running but at the same time the Valve having official servers that you can jump in was meant to sort of be an alternative to that and it's a, re- a really good alternative it works pretty well 
and now all Valve official servers are gone from the from the server menu. Right. There is there is none of that. It's all you you join a casual mode and you spend your minute or so waiting. And a load of other problems, like you can no longer kick hackers. If if cheaters come up, there you there's no kick option. There's currently no map selection uh, that you can make. Like these are all things that are fairly fundamental to what TF2 is about, right. what, what it's always been, and it seems to have just gone. And Valve have said, all right, well we're going to bring back certain things. Like the next update will add map selection, so you can pick where you want to go. Mm. You know, it just seems like they casual mode would have run with official servers side by side fine because they're slightly different experiences um, and you know they would have appealed to slight you know depending on what you wanted to do at that time I think there's a place for both in there so yeah that game has been sort of upended a bit and it'll be interesting to see where it shakes out yeah okay well um, we'll probably talk about that in uh a couple more weeks then, just yeah, to see what uh, kind of what happens on that front. How Valve responds, uh, what the community's reaction to is to it. Um, it's in an interesting place. Uh, it's you know strange to see a game that is what almost a decade old now, and it's still kind of it's still in a position where it can do these things that completely upset the community or completely turn things upside down. That is weird. Yeah, it's like. Even that old and that established, your kind of position within within like multiplayer gaming is not by any means guaranteed. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. See how uh, how they continue to react to the uh, changing landscape mm. of online multiplayer games. Um, that's us for this this week. It's a slightly shorter episode because we're on magazine deadline at the moment. Yeah, um, but we'll be back uh, with a, our usual length episode next week with some reader questions. We did put our call out on Twitter, but we uh, we didn't think they were very good questions, so <laughs> so we didn't use them. <laughs> um, if you want to send us uh, some questions, so beloved podcast listener, it's uh, pcgamer at futurenet.com. Um, Phil will pick those up and we will read them out on the show. Yep. Uh, obviously, we, we welcome hearing from you. We know there are thousands of you listening. So, um, yes, we very much like your feedback and, and whatever else. Also, the hashtag PCG podcast seems to have emerged for some among some people. Okay. Uh, we, we never actually expressly mentioned a hashtag when I was telling people to tweet yeah the other week but that that's that's, that's what it is now yeah, yeah. okay yeah uh, so pc so podcast tweet that you know tweet tweet using that and we'll shout know into the sky with that hashtag well, we'll I'll, I'll check it and i'll think oh people are actually listening to this podcast and we're not just we're not just talking to each other for no reason they're definitely listening like we've got very unreliable data so we know thousands <laughs> of people are listening we just don't know how many thousands so um yes but we're very grateful for you uh, listening if you like the podcast please leave us a review on itunes that'll help more people discover it and uh i don't know that's probably of no benefit to you really it's just a benefit to us but you know we'd still appreciate it either way mm. um out now we've got a magazine that has civilization 6 on the cover and a bunch of e3's biggest games there's uh, also an, a guide to indie games that phil edited that's out now that's got no man's sky on the cover those are some cool things you can buy in uk shops or on digital mm. and uh yeah our top 100 issue will be out uh in a few weeks as well so these are exciting things that yeah we're doing. i imagine we'll do a top 100 focus podcast when that's out yeah we can i think talk so. through some of the yeah we can talk to some talk of the amazing what, choices we made and what a, uh, like a exhausting process that is yeah and uh <laughs> yeah that's very exciting and you can head to pcgamer.com for our usual mix of uh features, previews, reviews and uh, excellent hardware coverage and we'll be back next week. Mm-hmm.